0: fast visit careerbuilder.com Ooh, savage i like to keep it real simple y'all know what time it is i cannot tell you how excited i am and how crazy this story is that we even met like less than a week ago when he's up on the podcast we got dax in the house
1: Man,
2: it's your boy, Dax, and we back at it like a bad habit. If you want something in this life, you better go grab it. And today,
0: we finna make a big play. I cannot listen. We need this energy all the time on this podcast. Well, my producer was like, well, how did y'all meet? Like, what's going on? Let me tell y'all this story. So I was live, and there were these two kids. Because, I mean, they're kids. They're little, right? Right, So the one kid, little Mace, had battled me. I don't know, four or five days before. And if you're if you're new to the whole battle thing, basically, you're live. Someone jumps into your live, and then they say, hey, do you want to battle? And whoever gets the most points wins and whatever. So this little kid comes in trying to clown me from jump. And I, I'm like, okay, listen, I'm not the one. But go ahead. So I let him just talk his stuff. He's like, well, okay, you 70. You 70. I was like, bro, you are literally in your mom's house trying to come wow. at me sideways. So. He was like talking all his stuff, whatever, and he said something about my age. And my my people do not play about that. They're right. if you want them to be on the worst side ever, go ahead and say something like that, right? So they just we beat him, like four times in a row, and he's he was so mad, he was pouting like a little baby. He's pouting, and I played the song Big Mad. Because I was just, I just got quiet toward the end and let him just talk all his nonsense. Because I was like, little kids need to be heard sometimes, right? So Right, let's, exactly.
2: Let's, get go, it
0: out. let's go ahead and hear it. So, <laughs> so I played Big Mad, and my chat is going crazy. So he's like, no, nah, for real, play my song. Play my song. I was like, you got a song? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's like, play it, play it, play it. So I play a song, and that song is Sesame Street Wheels on the Bus. <laughs>
1: Wow, <laughs> he was
0: so pissed. He was so <laughs> pissed, out. but I was like, I am not the one. I might look like I'm sweet and innocent, but fuck around and find out. Like we are not doing this. We are not right. doing it. So <laughs> he was so salty about it. So when the live that you and I met each other, that was this. That was the day, like two days after all that had happened. So he jumped in my live again trying to battle me. And I was like, if I were you, I wouldn't say anything. So him and the other kid were talking all this nonsense. And they were like, let's let's request Dax. And I was like, I don't know who Dax is. Go ahead and request him. So when you came in and they were trying to start on you, I was like... No, I'm like listen. I, I was just I was just
2: sitting there watching. This. I didn't know what I was because I don't normally I don't normally like accept requests on live or anything like that. Okay, but I was like I, I saw I saw your name and I was like oh this looks like something relative to like the sort of song I just dropped. Let me just like see what God's doing here.
0: Oh, and, and, I opened and that it up. was oh, exactly. Oh, I love that so much. So the kids the kids were on and they were like you know talking all this stuff. I had muted them. So no one could hear them and Dax and I were just talking and I was like, I don't even know what they're saying. They're going all wild and crazy and you just mute them so you can't hear them. But that was definitely God right there because the fact that you saw that and accepted and my boyfriend was like, oh, that's Dax. And I was like, okay. He's like, I just did a song. (laughs) I did his song and I was like, okay. He's like, no, you don't understand, babe. Like, that hit me so hard. I was like, okay, wow. I need to find out who this man is, what he is about. And so we got off the live after I was like, let's connect. We got off the live and he played your like your music. Because everyone in the chat was like, oh, we love Dax. We love his music. Oh, we love everything about it. Um, And then, let's see. I want to say they had three songs on repeat. They had three signs on repeat. Wow. So, so I'm going to take a step back. That's how we met. But I want you right. to tell everybody who you are, what you do, and then we'll dive into like the music side that literally resonated with everyone that I came in contact with.
2: Oh, yeah. So my name is Dax. It's D as in dog, A as in all, X as in x-ray because I see right through you. <laughs> and I am, I am a musical artist now. I started off as a spoken word poet and motivational speaker. And before that, I actually played basketball pretty much most of my life, played college basketball.
0: Okay. How tall Um, are you? I'm about 6'2". Okay. All right. Were you a guard? What were you?
2: Yeah. So I was a guard. So I I was, I'm from Canada. Okay. I was born in St. John's, Newfoundland on a rock.
0: On a rock. Okay. And then
2: moved to, moved to Ottawa when I was eight months old, which is the capital
0: of the whole country. Okay.
2: And then when I was 11 years old, I found the law of attraction. So up until 11 years old, I was just living life normally. And at 11 years old, I found a video called The Key of the Law of Attraction that I started creating and writing my own story. So when I was 11, I made the decision that I was going to play professional basketball. So then I spent those pretty much 10 years or whatever, like basically mimicking Kobe Bryant's work ethic. And I became the best player in my city. Who won national championships, city championships, all that stuff was trying to get out of Canada. Went to prep school for one year because I met a man at a bus stop. That was God. God showed up a bunch of times in my life. Uh, Went to Sunrise Christian Academy for one year, then went to junior college in Casper, Wyoming at Casper College for one year. Then finally achieved my goal of going to Division One. I went to the University of Montana in Missoula, Montana for one year. Oh. There was a coaching change it didn't work out. They asked me to leave, lost my scholarship, and I went to D2 back in Wichita, Kansas where I went to prep school at Newman University. Uh, went there, went crazy. Then I got a job as an overnight janitor my junior year in Dame Matthias Hall, which was like the poetry and art section of the university. And then on the way to a game that same semester, I wrote my first poem. I looked at it and I was like, wow. Got off the bus and read it to my teammate, Travis. He was like, what the hell? You just wrote that right now? And I was like, yeah, bro, I just wrote that on the bus. He's like, that's crazy. Kept writing poetry and that eventually turned into music.
0: Wow. When was yeah. your, when did you drop your first song?
2: I dropped my first song. It was a remix to Drake's One Dance uh, in on September 1st, 2016.
0: Wow. So you've been doing this for a minute.
2: Oh yeah, I started when I was 22. Okay. So I'm 29 now, so it's been seven years.
0: Wow. Which is a long time, honestly, especially in this industry. Some people are just like one and done or, okay, I don't want to, that grind is too much for me. And then they just stop.
2: Exactly. The difference with me is like, I didn't start, I didn't start young. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a young industry. So like most people are starting like when they're kids and then by the time they're like 18, 19, 20, 21, like they're hitting sort of like a max of like whatever that is, depending on what genre you're in. Um, But yeah, I just, I just started after being a full grown human it just randomly came to me at 22. So it was like my brain was formed. You know, there was Which no tricking me. hits you different.
0: It hits you different right. when you're a little bit older. I mean, now I'm 48 and I look at it like if I had everything I have now, when I was in my early twenties, I would be losing mm. my mind. I would be right. losing. My, I would be acting a fool. I would probably be in all kinds of craziness. And, and so right. for me, God said, okay, we're going to, I know that there's big things for you, but we're going to hold off until you mature. A exactly.
2: Bit. Yeah. I, honestly, one of the biggest things I say is I'm happy I started this later. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've had to mature really fast, but I think, I think just, I, I mean, I've, I started, I made a decision in life at the age of 11, you know, so I was right. already sort of ahead of the game. And then, uh, yeah, I always say, man, I don't know how some of these these guys are, or girls are moving through an industry like this at 10, 11, 12, 13. You're, you're no. getting taken advantage of, period. No, you for know, sure. My son is 10.
0: My son is 10. He is, like I said, 10 years old. He's like 5'2", five, 5'3", five, mm-hmm. baby blue eyes, big old long hair. Like everyone's just like, he's so, which he's adorable. I mean, I know I'm his mom, but like he's adorable. And everyone's like, get him a channel. I'm like, he's 10. I'm not trying to oh. mess him up up here.
2: Right, I'm like, let right. him go
0: play tag, let him go play basketball, let him go play soccer, let him right. be a kid. There is plenty of time.
2: Time, if exactly. this is what
0: he wants to do, I'm like, but I'm not gonna be that parent that feels like they need to live through him or need.
2: Right, no. I, to- I totally agree, man. I say, I say, social media is the modern day cigarette, and we haven't had enough time with it to see the actual effects. But I think it's raising everything from, you know, the the unalive rate, you know, depression, everything. Yep.
0: No, hundred percent. The amount of people that come in, and, and we're going to talk about your songs in a minute, and I know that you get a lot of these DMs too, but the amount of people that are like, this saved me, that saved me, the cancel culture is real. When I did a video, I'm going to tell you about the video, people know about this, but I did a video, and I posed the question, what would Gen Z say if they were on the Titanic? And the oh, first wow. in the first question. It was off the t- it was hilarious. The first the first response was, This shit be bussin'. And I laughed <laughs> my fucking ass off, Right. I was like, that is the funniest comment. Well, then some kids came at me like, You can't, you're not allowed to say that. You are not allowed to say that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm reading a comment from somebody. So kids were trying to like cancel me out. And I said, that's when I took a huge step back and I said, Okay, hold on. If I were 13, 14, 15, what would I have done? I wouldn't have talked to my parents about that. I wouldn't have told anybody there's like a viral video going around telling me that I'm everything under the sun and I should unalive myself. I'm not telling anybody that at at that young age. So that, that was a real wake up call for me about what our kids are going through. Man. And I was like, time out. I'm going to make sure. So if I ever come across a video where I even think people might be bullying someone, I stand in and I'm like, Go ahead and do your thing. Like, you know, that's beautiful or that's this or that's that. Because I know it sounds funny and I don't think I'm anything extra at all. But these kids, when they see that blue check mark next to my name and I've commented on that, it gives them a whole different thought.
2: Right. It gives them a whole feel. That was was even for me. Like when I started this, I said, like, one thing I'm really big for is like I I still reply to hundreds of DMs every day. And I try Mm. to interact, you know, just because I've I've never wanted to like because – it's like, you know, some kid in Istanbul could DM me and he's like, oh, Dax might reply. And that could give him that boost, right. you know, to feel some type of, you know, way. So I, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah,
0: I don't have an assistant or anything because I would rather, like, answer them from my heart you know what i'm saying when they're like well i'm struggling with this or i have this or i have that i don't have every answer and there are times i have to take a step back and tap away because i don't want all right. that negative energy put into mine right like i need Amen. to yeah i need to step back right. and say i don't claim that energy but i also want to claim that I, i'm trying to help in some kind of way so right that's how i feel about it but yeah the whole kid thing the whole mental health all of that i mean it is it is scrolling like a drug right you're like I don't it got is, anything to do. Is. Let me get on there. Okay, so let's talk about we're, we're in our fields. We're talking about all these things. The songs that Josh is my boyfriend. The songs Josh had played that night. Literally, my chat was going crazy. It was like that song helped me. That song helped me. Uh, dear, is it dear alcohol? That's the dear right alcohol. name of it. Okay, yeah. so tell us about what made you write that.
2: Uh, so dear alcohol, I started drinking when I was seventeen. Um. So, like I said, I was on this like this basketball journey, and I was so committed to it. I wouldn't say I was antisocial, but nothing else mattered. Okay. Like in high school, like I missed everything, all the social events. I was just you know wake up five, practice, shoot again after that. You know stretch, workout, own da 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 study da 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 da. So when I hit seventeen, I had never been to a party, never been to anything. So one night, I'm like, you know what, man? Okay, I'm the you know I'm the best player in the city. I won these championships. Like everything's looking good. Let me try going to my first social event. So I'm like, well, you know what? Like I should try drinking, you know? And I had Heineken in my basement because I'm Nigerian. My parents used to have these like Nigerian parties. So it was all this leftover Heineken.
0: One of my you know? good like, friends is Nigerian. So I know exactly. Oh, what for real? Talking. You don't, you don't get there on time. She explained to me, you're on time is an hour early. So don't get there. Right. <laughs> if I tell you seven, get there by 830. And, oh right. yeah. Y'all know how to party.
2: <laughs> so I'm like, and I, I really think a lot, you know, my, my brain is a thing. So. I'm like you know what well if i'm gonna try drinking for the first time i want to sit by myself so i can actually feel the effects of what's going on once i start taking these first sips i want to feel what this brain shift is because maybe i'm a uh a drinker who wants to fight because i have friends who like when they drink they just fight then i have you know maybe i'm a happy drunk Mm -hmm. so i take this chair in my basement where i used to do my dribbling drills i used to work out down there i grab a heineken and i sit there and i'm looking at it and i'm having this deep ass like thought process in my brain okay the journey is starting this is my first time i'm going to my first social event these are my first drinks. so i open the heineken boom i start sipping on the heineken and i'm like i start to feel this like brain rush and the first thing i noticed was like oh i I can i i'm blinking like i never used to realize i was blinking but when i would start getting tipsy that's how i knew i was getting tipsy because i'd be like oh i I realize i'm blinking damn that's an everyday thing okay i got to keep blinking
0: what was so in like, that beer?
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't know. See, I, it could have been expired. I don't know if the beer was expired or or what. But, so I start blinking, right? So I'm drinking this Heineken. I'm like, ooh, head rush. So I end up going to this uh, this party, and I just remember being the most social I had ever been, and I was sort of shy back then. Okay. But when I got to the party, no one knew I had already been drinking by myself.
0: So you weren't like stumbling or anything. It was just no. A, I, a buzz I've never or been, or whatever. I, I'm, okay. So I'm the type of person when
2: I drink, no one knows I'm drinking.
0: It gives um, you this liquid courage though.
2: Right. Okay. So, and, and, and no one can see it on me. Cause like, I just have like this stone. like and no one can tell what I I could be like super drunk and it doesn't look like it at all.
0: Oh, that's I'm dangerous. I'm that type of person. That's dangerous. Right?
2: So, so, um, I get to this party most social I've ever been, had a couple of drinks there, but not really. So what alcohol became to me, it was like this superpower. I was like, oh, I could just like take a couple sips by myself and then be the most social, confident guy in the room, and no one would even know. And it's just like I'm like that. So what happened was like I say in the song, I've been chasing the man that I am when I start to drink. So I it was a constant thing of me trying to chase this cocky, confident guy Mm
0: -hmm.
2: that like like where my personality backed up this great basketball player I was. So then it just became this process of that. But then there was like a life was in the way. So I could only drink on the weekends. You know, it wasn't really happening every single day. So college and basketball was in the way the whole time. So it was just the thing. But once music started and now you get into the music industry, you know, alcohol is everywhere. And there was no longer like, oh, you have class. Oh, you have practice. Oh, you yeah. have that. Uh, that was just like, oh, you're in the studio every day. And then if you're there at night, people are drinking. And I, was, I never did any drugs in my life, but, you know, people are smoking and drinking right. and everyone's doing something. So then now years go by. I'm, I'm out of, I'm out of college. I'm doing the music thing. I go on my first tour. My first ever tour was with Tech Nine. The first time ever touring, I did 55 shows with Tech Nine. Wow. And that led me to doing my own Canadian and American tour. So my first year of touring, I did hundred shows. Drank before every show.
0: Oh Lord.
1: Crazy. So
2: I'm then, gonna
0: I'm gonna play a little bit here in a second so oh, people yeah. understand what we're talking about. Give me one here. I'm gonna play this.
3: I got wasted because I didn't want to deal with myself tonight. My thoughts. Get drowned feel all right. I keep drinking till
0: I'm someone don't So that played in my chat that night and just the comments. I'm sober. I'm trying to get sober. I haven't had a drink in this long. I-, I can't even tell you how much this resonates with me. Wow. I will tell you, I'm 48. I've never been drunk in my life. But I oh, have wow. I have reasons why. I was in third grade. My mom came and picked me up. My sister, my my sister, my sister, neighbor, myself, my mom picked us up. And there were news cameras and stuff. And I was like, what's going on? Okay, whatever. We get home and she tells me that my neighbor who was 14 skipped school. And they were drinking. And there were guns involved. And they were playing Russian roulette. And he got his head shot off. So wow. in third grade... I watched my next door neighbor run out of my the mom come out of her house yelling, my baby, my baby, my son, my son. And that just stuck with me. I mean, even dang. to this day, like I can look to the side, because I remember I was in my I can look to the side and and that vision comes to me. And I don't have brothers. And he was like a brother to me. So to wow. have alcohol inserted into that, and that was like my first core memory of, oh dang. These kids were drinking when they shouldn't have been, which you know, their kids shouldn't have been drinking, but didn't know how to how to handle it, how to process it, didn't know how much they should be consuming. So right. that happened, and then in high school, I had some friends die of drinking and driving. So it hit me differently, right, mm. than people saying, "Hey, I can't drink anymore. I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm I'm addicted." I had the other side of the loss of people. And I guess it's kind of wow. the same, right? People lose their self, you know, to that addiction. But I want to thank you for putting that song out. I know we're going to talk more about it being about you, but I know so many people that has really, really hit home with them. And and I know they appreciate wow. it. So I'm going to thank you for them. Thank and, you. And for myself, you get to a point where you're, you're realizing you want to just chase this, this man, right? The confidence right. So you're 17. You start drinking. Where was your epiphany? Where was your rock bottom? Where was your hold on a second?
2: So my thing was this, I, I was So like like you said, it was like no one ever knew I was drunk. So it was a dangerous thing for me because to me, drinking yeah. never got in the way of my work. You know, I was the type oh. of person like, let's say like at the, at the height of it, like say I wake up and I take two shots tequila, I would do 500 pushups because it was almost like an upper for me. You know what wow. I mean? So it, it, it never got in the way. It made work easier. Okay. But it never got in the way of anything. I wasn't a belligerent guy. I was almost like the epitome of like a functional drinker where it's just like I'm almost like it felt like I it felt like a superpower. What? I okay. Take, I, I didn't I even a,
0: know that was possible.
2: Right. So I think wow. what I, I, so when I was when I was at like, for example, like Casper and things, I used to drink like bottle cleaner type stuff, you know, like just the cheapest of the whatever it was. But I think once I, I, I tried tequila one time and it uh-huh. almost like was an upper. It felt like it was like an upper. This and It, is it was insane. just like, wow, it's insane. I don't. I just went once it's, it's, it's weird to talk about, it, but it was just like I can never play sports. Like I don't, I don't record while I drink. I don't I've never played basketball while drinking okay but it's okay. like the music stuff a lot of the work i do is so much like it's like five percent of what i do is creating music 95 mm-hmm. percent is marketing it and getting it to the people mm-hmm. and that involves tedious work of emails dming people constantly right. figuring out algorithms trying to see what i can do and make this music video content blah blah all this tedious boring ass work where yeah. it's just like man i'm just trying to sip while i do this shit and read these comments and reply and hit da-da-da-da-da. Like, I was sitting, da 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 You know what I mean? Because
0: it is a mental, like, you get mentally taxed doing the things that people don't see in the background. Right. People don't see the answer in the DMs. People don't see the emails, of the email chains upon chains upon chains of getting one thing out. You know, people don't see that. Oh, you're going to do a podcast. They didn't see the 7,511 DMs going back and forth. And contracts and lawyers and, like all of that stuff on on the outside right. so so you're drinking at 17 you keep drinking you keep drinking so what made you with the song what made right. you put the song out like did you say okay I need to stop the drinking or
2: yeah so what happens is um it was 2022 when I dropped it 2021. By this point, so what happened was I come off that Tech Nine tour, my tour, Mm -hmm. uh, Canadian American. It's 100 shows my first year drinking before every show. As soon as I get off that tour, I'm like, yo, I need some time to myself Mm -hmm. because I just met so many people and I'm always social and shit. So then the pandemic hits. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm pretty much drinking every day of the pandemic, you know, sipping while I'm doing all this stuff, creating crazy content, boom, boom, boom. Then after the pandemic, I do another little tour. So then it came to a point, 2022 hits. I went home for Christmas. My mom was like, she calls it dark, the dark drink, you know? And I was like drinking in the morning and then like doing pushups and working out. And then I would just like go, then I'd come back work and then like take some more sips of tequila. So it got to a point where I woke up one day and I was like, yo, when was the last time I didn't drink two days in a row? And I couldn't like remember,
3: Oh, wow. you know? And
2: this was never, like I said, I was never blacking out or anything right. like that, but it just became a part of everyday life where it was just like, okay, wake up, couple of sips, pushups in my basement, go here, come back, go to McDonald's, get my, cause I'm a habitual habit guy. You know, okay. go get my caramelized coffee, light cream, come back, take some more sips and do all this, drop the song did I drink before I drop a song while i there doing all this checklist stuff, all the goal lists I have. And it just became, I didn't know when two days has gone by and I hadn't drank. So oh. right a bit, right after that, just a little bit, Lex plays a beat in the room. And I just say, I got wasted because I didn't want to deal with myself tonight. Because I always just do what comes to my mind first. Okay, And then I was like, hmm this one's special, but the reason it's special because so dear alcohol started as a poem six years ago. I used to take mental health walks in Wichita, Kansas. Like I would go basically mental health walk was walking to the liquor store, you know? So I'd walk to the okay. liquor store yeah. 30 minutes, get like some $2 drink then I'd come back and write poetry in my room. And I wrote a poem called dear alcohol six years ago. Wow. some it's like eight paragraphs, some crazy ass poem where I'm talking to alcohol saying we need to end our relationship. So, you so Dear knew alcohol was the original poem. I knew from wow. the beginning that where the process was going, wasn't a place that would be good. So I wrote that poem. And then six years later, the song came. So when I said I got wasted, cause I didn't want to deal with myself tonight. I was like, yo, I think this is the poem in song form. And then I finished the song. And then there was a month before it came out where to me, it was a drinking song. So I drank to it, but it was almost like I knew my relationship with alcohol was never going to be the same after this song came out. Mm-hmm. So it was like you know.
0: So how is that? How has that changed you? Once the song came out, are you so drinking? So once the song came much, out, or
2: no? So when the song came out, um, with all the pressure of it and everyone, it was like I did six months and I didn't take a sip of alcohol because I had to. I, I was trying to prove to myself that I, like, I what like, I could get out of this cycle.
0: That's amazing. Every right. day, multiple times to so just six months, nothing. Wow,
2: six months nothing because I, I I'm a pretty mentally tough person. I never mm-hmm. specifically felt like alcohol was getting in the way mm-hmm. because, like I said, I was working. Well, because it, it
0: wasn't affecting you; like, you were still able to function.
2: Right, and I think I, it might have like, been different people if you knew. Weren't. People knew I was never an over drinker. Like I could just like like, and even in the song I say I look at it and then I pour it out. I would like you know when you start making more money. I'd buy like a bottle.
1: Mm-hmm. I pour it
2: to like I would pour it to like here. Uh-huh. I look at it. Or like if I'm filming a music video, okay, I'm gonna take a water bottle. I'm pouring up to this line right here, and this is all I'm drinking for a while. I do this music video, mm-hmm. and the rest of the bottle I'm pouring it out. So I was like that type of person, very like meticulous and like like structured with my drinking. It was like a like a science because I know this is gonna make me feel this. So when I'm doing this scream in the music video, I just don't give a fuck with all these people watching. You know, mm-hmm. on stage, okay, but like what I would do when I perform, okay, I'm drinking up to here and perform. I, I take a sip of tequila, take a sip of Coke, do 50 pushups, like 80 crunches, and then I do another 50. And I do that for two hours up until my show. And then once I perform, I drink nothing. And on stage, I drink four water bottles and I drink three water bottles, go to bed, eat rice and chicken. So it's like-
0: So it's on lock with you.
2: It's on, it's on lock. But I also knew like, can I break this though? Mm-hmm. Like, can I stop? cold turkey? Like, is it possible? Or am I addicted and I'm just trying to, like, lie like I'm not?
0: So, song comes out in 2022.
2: 2022, March 11th.
0: Okay. Where are you at now with all of that?
2: So, now, after six months of being completely sober, I drank. I went on my first vacation to Hawaii. I drank tequila.
0: And how do so, you
2: feel? Uh, and honestly, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I've drank since, uh, since then. I just mm-hmm. think I'm out of the cycle. Okay. And... Yeah, I, I feel I feel good. I don't feel that. I feel there was this gravitational pull I had towards. I was that gonna ball.
0: say, does it not have the hold on you as it did before? I,
2: I no, I no longer have that gravitational pull towards it. I okay. don't like if I walk into a grocery store and like I don't have to walk through the liquor eye.
0: Do you feel that you, after everything you've done, hundreds of shows and millions of followers and numerous songs out, do you feel more confident now about yourself that you uh, can?
2: Right. And, and here's the thing. Like, it was crazy because back then, like I had basketball, but like the social side, I was awkward with girls, with this, with that. You know what I mean? Like that right. didn't connect, but I had basketball. But now with what I do, it's like, I truly don't care anymore. So it's like, I, I have it because I'm no, I don't, I don't have to prove anything to anybody because like, you know, I'm just, I'm doing me and I'm doing good with what I'm doing. So I don't care what I wear. I don't care what no one thinks of me. I don't, you know, I, I was crazy. I was at this TikTok. I was at this TikTok. I'm at the, the CEO of TikTok, right? Right. And I'm at this conference. They bring me out. And I was just there drink uh, drinking some water or something. And someone was talking to me. And I just like let out this burp, like underneath my thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like while I was looking at her talking to me. <laughs> and and she, she just looked at me like, Okay. <laughs> and I to- but I totally forgot that I was like
0: in this you know prestigious event. I mean? <laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> so I let out this like 15 second burp thing like I'm just in my own crib and it's like I've that's totally awesome. lost the 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 concept of like worrying about what other people think.
0: But that's good. So typically that comes with age. Right? I mean, I kind of mm. always had it. I kind of always was like, "You know what?" I told you the whole drinking experience for me when I was little, my friends drank and smoked like it was gonna go away the next day, right? Like they
1: <laughs> they were right. not
0: playing. I mean, there was always weed. There was always I mean, there was always something. I've never smoked and I've never been drunk. And wow. I don't care. Anybody else can do what they want. Like I don't judge people. Do your thing.
1: Right. Do your right. thing.
0: But when you got those traumas of like what you saw, people who don't know how to handle it. You know, right. you're just like I'm good. I mean, but they would be throwing up. They would be. It was just out of control. I'm like y'all. Y'all are messed up. I, I'm good. You right. can go do your thing. I would be the sober. I'd be the one that would always drive people or just shake my head like I don't remember. Damn. Yeah, you hooked up with her. No, yeah, you did. Yeah, you yeah. did.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's right here. How? No, I'm late. <laughs>
1: that,
3: that's crazy. <laughs>
0: So I never really, right? I'm like, you know, line that Look. bank
3: <laughs> So
0: I never that's really, funny. I never really cared. I was like y'all can do your thing, but that's not really me. So being able to stand up to people that are your peers, like, well, why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you smoking? When everybody else is doing it, like, no lie, everybody right. else in my friend group did it. So right. knowing that I didn't care, I played soccer, I played basketball. That was my thing. I was not trying to mess anything up either. I went and played in college and played after. So it was like I was focused on that. So I get being an athlete and being meticulous and, and being driven. Right. I get all those things. But I kind of was like, you guys can do you. That's fine. You can do you. But I'm going to do me. I'm going to be fine over here by myself. Right. So I've always had a little bit of that. But the older I get, I don't care. And I don't right. mean that like I don't care about you because I have a big heart. And, and we're family now. You're on this podcast. You're my family. I would do. You call me up and be like, "How can I help you?" I got you. I will help you. I promise. Hell yeah. That's just how I work. But fuck around and find out. Honestly, like you come in and try me. I, I'm I'm not the one. Some comedian right. came in last night. Um, I don't even know. He's over in London. Mishu. I I don't even know. Oh, Modine or something. And he came in trying to clown off the jump, and I was like, "Sir, I might look like I'm the. I'm not the one. It's okay. I'm not the one. I'm not." And he's like just trying to be super funny. And I just went right back at him. So I think it's like the older you get, you're like, you've been through things, you've had experiences, mm-hmm. you can see people from, you know, you can see through people right. and you're just like, no, right. I'm I'm good. You're not good people. I'm good. So what you have now at 29 is amazing because a lot of people that come on to my page and things like that, I'm all welcoming. I want anybody and everybody to come on my page. But a lot of people are like, I'm still trying to gain my confidence. Even as mm. a grown woman or a grown man, I'm still trying to gain, I don't care what people think about me. And I'm like, it, you know, it's a good mix. Like, you can't go walking into a room like, fuck everybody but me. Like, right, you can't do that, right, right? Right, you can't do that. No, not at all. But you have to say, I'm going to walk into this room, and who I am as a person is is okay. And if I'm not accepted right. as a person, that's okay, too. Like, that's exactly. okay. Too many people, especially social media, things like that, they're so worried about everybody liking them. And everything exactly. has I'm like you. You can't do that. I'm not for you everyone, can't live like that. and that's okay. I'm a chameleon, but I'm still not for everybody. And that's, exactly, and that's all right. That's fine. That that makes us all unique. So I love that you at 29 are already seeing you can burp in the CEO of TikTok's face. No, I was like,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, let, let's talk about that. So they ask you to come. For those of yeah. you that don't know, uh, most people should know the CEO was the one that went to that congressional hearing where that he just <laughs> literally got raked over the coals. Uh, but Dax right. got to meet him. And I saw you explain to everybody what the caption of the video said.
2: I think it said when you and the CEO of TikTok agree that your song To Be A Man is going to like impact the world.
0: hundred percent. So the new song, it, this one's officially dropped, right? To Be A Man?
2: To Be A Man. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
0: Okay. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna find that one real quick because I want people to hear that. And man, that's the one Josh did. He was like, That's Mm. the song I just did. He's like, But Dear Alcohol really resonated with me too. Okay, so we're gonna play this song that is like brand new that y'all need to hear. And even the CEO agrees this is gonna change the world.
3: I can't hide myself. I don't expect you to understand. I just hope I can explain what it's like to be a man. It's a lonely road, and they don't care about what you know. It's not about how you feel, but what you provide inside that home. Yeah, I know this life can really beat you down You wanna scream but you won't make sound. Got so much weight that you've been holding But won't show any emotion as a man that goes unspoken That we can't cry when life gets hard Unconditional love for women, children and dogs We know that we just have to play our parts And don't nobody give a damn about our broken hearts yeah as a man we gotta pave our way Our only function is to work and live. There's no respect for you if you ain't paid You're disregarded as a human and you can't complain And if you ever make it up and actually reach that base And find a woman that you love and give her your last name You'll feel the things that you provide is only why she stays And when you try to explain You'll say I can't hide myself expect you to understand
0: that song is fire as a mom Thank raising you. a son
3: this mm. hits so
0: many feels for me so first of all you're 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 singing your voice is absolutely beautiful it, it is beautiful I appreciate that. it really is in the lyrics I know that this is supposed to be, you know, hey, this is straight for the guys. This is something for them to like come out and feel. But as a mom of a boy, mm. we are big on being open on communication, on feels, on all the things, mm. because I am sick and tired of the men having so much stress on them of having to be everything. They have to be this. They have to be that. They can't, they have to be strong. They have, why? Why? I don't want my son growing up and literally repressing every feeling that he has and putting it deep down inside and then contemplating suicide and contemplating, you know, just being depressed. for. I don't want that. Right. I don't want that. So thank you yeah. again for this song as a mom of, you know, of a boy.
2: Right. And I think that's, what's super important about this song. That's one reason why I'm, I'm trying to go so hard for it because it's like, there's so many different um, dimensions. One can look at it from, I think, You know, the person on the surface may look at it like, oh, this is like me versus my significant other. When it could be like, well, you know, a woman might hear and think about her father. Right. She might hear it and think of, she might hear it, like you said, think about her sons. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like, for example, like I can see the dynamic between like my mom's relationship with my father is different than my mom's relationship with me. Right. And she may be jaded in the communication with him. Right. But- her communication with me is completely different because she it's a different dynamic. So I think the song just hits on different angles. So I love that you said, you know, well, man, my sons, you yeah.
0: know, I want to make sure I'm always taking a lesson no matter what I've done, mm. where I'm going. I try to pull a lesson out of it. You know, what can I do better? I can't control anyone else, but what can I do better? And what can what right. I can do better from that situation moving forward is I can be a good mom and try to understand my son's perspective of things. Mm. like straight amen. up you
2: see that's why the song's important man I, and that's why that's yes amen thank you thank you for saying that thank you
0: i i love it Powerful. when they played that song that was the first one that they played on the live after oh, wow. we got off and they played that i was like wow wow and then everyone's like play dear alcohol play dear alcohol so then they played the other one but he kept coming back to that and he was like this is the song that i did a video to mm. and i was like wow that that is deep because I know his struggles. I know what he goes through. I know those things too. And there's just a lot of pressure. I mean, my dad passed away when he was 53 and I remember him going to school. He had like three degrees, but three of us girls, that man still went to school, never missed a game, never missed a practice coached us. Like that man did everything. And there is no way he didn't have a bazillion pounds of pressure. On right. his back, still trying. There was a point where him and my mom both, they lost their job like within a 24-hour stint. This man drove a taxi in the ghetto. Like they straight up wow. told him like, you're probably gonna get shot. You're probably gonna get robbed. Just know that. Know you're gonna get robbed for sure. And he's like, I gotta put food on my table. Wow. I gotta do what I gotta do. So just imagine this song resonating mm. so much with that. You give me
2: chills. giving me chills.
0: <laughs> I you mean, me it, chills, it does. Man. It does. So... Yeah. Thank you for that. I, I love that you have this creative piece about you that really taps in, not just for you,
1: right. for
0: the masses. Like you right. are here to do good things. God has literally handpicked you and put you down here. My hey, friend.
2: Amen. 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 Yes, absolutely.
0: Yes, absolutely. Like I just right. I adore what you're doing and how how has your life changed.
2: Uh, I mean me personally I do the same thing every day. I'm literally just like my dad, my dad does the same thing every day. I do the same thing every day. I don't I like like I said I started as a kid who was I like I don't I don't want any like attention for anything I don't deserve or that I haven't done. So, you know, I I wake up, I work out a couple times a day and I just like create and do stuff like that. Obviously I go on tour and do these things. Sure. But in terms of like it's obviously I can you know, I don't have to worry about what I, going to the grocery store and how much shit costs, you know. I can Fair. buy the, all the ce- cereal I want, you know.
0: <laughs> Wait, what's um, your go-to cereal? Uh, life. For real? Life and,
2: and, uh, and strawberry mini-wheats. I don't
0: know. If I, oh, yes, I have had strawberry mini-wheats. And they're fire. They are really good, they're actually. Fire. I just used to eat plain mini-wheats. And people were like, how old are you? <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just
2: like the taste of All right. Right. But other <laughs> than that, yeah. to this. me, it's just really... I just get, obviously, I get, you know, recognized more in there. You I know, mean, I'm not, I don't really do, I don't go out, I don't party or anything like that. Um,
3: yeah.
2: But it's, it's, I'm just, I'm just in this battle of trying to spread the impact. I feel like that's just what I'm here to do. You know, I feel like I had a conversation with, not with actual God, but I feel God speaks to through, through different things. Mm-hmm. And essentially it was just like, you know, if you stay disciplined, you'll be able to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I remember my first, like, so my, umbrella goal was to put something into the world that will last forever when i first started this and i wrote the number one million on a piece of paper and i said if i individually talk to one million people myself and tell them about this goal i have there's no way it can't be huge so the first time i put something into the world that'll last forever was when i made a song called dear god and after i made that song i was like okay so you okay it was like it was almost like god telling me like here's what you can do.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You can now like, you can now like your poetry can now be put into songs. Cause before it was just poems, you know, but now they're becoming these songs. So it's like, you don't have to do anything out of character. You don't have to go uh, step outside of yourself. You don't have to go and be manipulated by any big system, corporation, anything that's going to trick you out of yourself. You can create these mass spreading songs in your room
3: mm-hmm.
2: and stay disciplined. And I will put you on a path to where they will be heard by people. So that's just that's what amazing. I've been
0: doing. That's amazing. Listen, you are blessed and you are a treasure. And I okay. need you to realize and stay with this and, and own this. Take care of you. Right. You're the only person that's going to truly take care of yourself. Right. Honestly. Shit. You know, I mean, that. I'm saying that because I, I get it. You know, we want to give, we want to do, we want to be. Well, you got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself too because you don't want to put yourself back in a place, right?
2: Right. Man, that's powerful. That's God speaking. Tell 100- me right
0: there.
2: 100%. I've had a bunch of situations in life and I know, so the first thing I had to do was the first time I actually, actually heard God speaking was when I got off doing 100 shows and I had met so many people uh-huh. that I was sick of talking to people. <laughs> right. So that was like the first, I cocooned myself
3: mm-hmm. and I
2: didn't want to go anywhere. I started wearing like you know, my hoodie. I didn't want to talk to nobody. Just keep my head down everywhere I would go. And I quieted all the noise okay. around me. And then I feel like when God's speaking to you, it's the lineup of a situation that makes absolutely no sense. And there's no way it could have lined up like this. <laughs> unless yes. unless something was going on. And I had my first situation like that where I actually saw it. And it was this, uh, like something, this video game thing happened. I felt like buying a video game for the first time. Okay. In years. I, I stopped playing video games when I was like 13. I just I just I can't physically do it. So I go to the store, buy a PS4. Um, then just right then, some guy uh or someone hit me about a music video. I think it was my guy Damien, and he was like, Yo, do you want to do a music video where it's like the idea of a video game? I was like, That's crazy. I just bought video games today. So that just I let it go though, it didn't really pay attention. Okay. And I was also feeling anxiety during these times because there was all this crazy stuff going on that I don't want to mention. Um so then I try to play the video game. I get disinterested. I just, I bought a whole PS4 in like five games. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I tried for 15 seconds. and I was You're done. like, this isn't me. So I put it down, but that video thing, that video uh, thing connected on one thing. So then I watched Netflix and all of a sudden I ended up watching this documentary on Bob Marley, but I had never seen anything on him before. Never okay. seen anything on Bob Marley before. Okay. <laughs> I watched the documentary. I'm like, wow, this is dope. I look up the Bob Marley song. Don't worry. About, about a thing. Because every little thing is going to be all right. Right? My eyes are starting to water as I'm talking to you, you about this right now. I when, I, when my eyes water, I'm having epiphanies. I'm not crying now. I
1: don't watch yourself. Watch yourself.
2: I'm a man. No, but, uh, <laughs> but um, So I, I look that song up on Spotify. I'm listening to it. So I reply to a lot of DMs. Mind you, if I put up a story, hundreds of people, because everyone knows Dax replies. So right. people are always hitting me up. So I go take a shower. My phone's over there. Usually when I'm in the shower, I'm locked in. I don't look at my phone or anything like that. Something makes me want to go to my Instagram DMs. Some kid, I just, I open my Instagram and there's messages. I've turned off all notifications on my phone. If I open Instagram, you know stuff starts happening. Right. I just click one. Some kid says, I of this shit too. He says, Hey, man, I don't know why something just told me to DM you and say, you know, uh, every little thing's going to be all right. And this time, I hold on. I didn't know Bob Marley. I just like I just like got into his music that day. I knew the song, but I didn't know. So my eyes start watering in the shower. I'm like, bro, where's that? Where's that quote from? He's like, oh, it's from Bob Marley and the three, whatever the thing was. Yep. And I started really? tears started falling down my eyes the chances that I opened the random DM right. on the day I watched Bob right. Marley and looked up that one specific song. Because right. let,
0: then... let, let's say this, for those that don't know, I I also have my all of my notifications turned off except for my text messages. I don't get any notifications. Right. So when you don't have your notifications, you have zero clue what's going on on any platform. You have to get right. into that platform. You got to get into the platform. Then you got to click on the inbox. Then you have to actually go in and see. So you had to right. take several steps to even get steps. in there. From and it just, your the, shower, it, it came
2: down. I clicked the first one I saw it. I like, wow. and then it was like every every little thing's gonna be right. And I just literally like, bro, where's that? Where's that quote from Bob Marley yep. and the Three? And I was like, I called my mom right after because she's super God. I'm like, mom, I just, I just like, I All finally. Right. She always says God talks to her, and I was like, it just, one just happened to me. And then like my anxiety completely went away.
0: It's happening right now because I used to go to sleep to Bob Marley. I used wow. to listen to Bob Marley. And right now there's something that I've been thinking through and the fact that you're bringing it up, like every little thing's going to be all right. Like that's hitting with me right now. Right. Yep. That is, that is so crazy. I, I really enjoy someone that is 29 years old and being so, I don't like using the word woke. I don't like using that, but just aware.
2: Aware. Aware.
0: Right. Because it's not like you're woke about one thing or another. It's like, you're aware of like, literally everything that's that's going on with you with god with with who you're touching with who who you're communicating with like that's refreshing right. that's refreshing
2: it's it's, it's refreshing it, it, it gets annoying too sometimes you know because it's like when when, when you become aware mm-hmm. sometimes it bothers people it, t- because the, yeah. you know you they you, the wool can't just be pulled over your eyes you right. know
0: That's that that mentality that I said that typically you don't have till later on when you're tired mm. of people's bullshit. You're tired of people, the wolf in sheep's clothing. You're tired of like, you know, someone's acting one way in front of you. Like when I when I started like doing things, whatever, coming up, whatever you want to say it was. When I started doing that, I don't come from like this typical suburban, like whatever. I, I don't come from there. I come from a very diverse background. So when I walk into, I'm more streetwise than book, right?
1: Mm. And I would rather
0: be that. But that's fine. I mean, that's fine. That's whatever. Right. So when I walk into a situation and I'll be in a room and people are like, oh, you know, that's Heather. And then they're like, she has this amount of followers and she's this and she has that and she has that. And then people are like, oh, hey. And I'm like, nah, because you didn't turn when they first said my name. You're not going to turn mm. when they said my name. <laughs> Ain't happening. <laughs> like, I, I 100% keep it real. But it's, it's that thing that I can see. You know, you didn't turn around to even look my direction to say hi. You kind of oh hi, but then when they said what I have, then you did a whole one eighty to make sure I knew who you were. Uh uh-uh. uh, I-, I already know. I will be cordial to you, but right. you, you can't. You can't be that, and and that's right. what people don't like. Because exactly. I'll call them out. Like oh wait, so wait, you're calling me because you need a favor. I just met you. Okay, look. Ten toes. I feel bad. I don't want to take up all your time. I feel. <laughs> We could, no, probably, we could probably talk forever. So I'm going to get into the part. Was well, there anything else that you want to chat about before we move to our Savage 7? Like any new projects coming up or?
2: um, Just I... more impactful songs, pretty much. You know, just probably a EP or an album or just, you know, just typical artist stuff.
0: The typical stuff. You guys, I have to go follow him everywhere for sure. You got to listen to his music. It's like I said, I hadn't heard it until what last Wednesday night. I was right. like, man. Who,
2: There's a what? lot. I got a lot of impactful, crazy songs, man. You gotta hear Joker, Dear God, you gotta hear Eternity. Uh, you gotta hear Dear Mom. You gotta hear, you gotta hear Dear Mom. that will make you cry.
0: Oh, no, it'll just be allergies. No <laughs> <laughs> but you're
2: definitely like, so when I dropped Dear Mom, uh-huh, everyone was like,
3: drop to your dad, drop to your dad.
2: But it was like the I think this song to be a man is dear dad because the experiences are different.
0: This song is so that's, I I played a clip for y'all, but you got to go listen to the whole thing. All right. We're coming to the part of the Savage seven, seven rapid fire questions. Okay. You get one skip. Okay. Do you agree to this? (laughs) You only get, you only get one skip though.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean as long. As, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's let's do it. All let's right,
0: see what we got first one. Who would you never want to work with? The devil. Oh, okay, okay, all right. I should have said artist. You got me on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, who would you want to work with? Who's like your bucket list? I Id- like person. Um. Oh, that would be crazy. (laughs) All right. Next question. Who's your hall pass? I don't have one. I don't. She's going to listen to this, isn't she? It's just all. No, it's not even
2: about that. I truly don't even. I I, I truly don't even like look at celebrities or whatever I got.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Next question. You're in the bathroom. You just took a number two. There is no toilet paper anywhere. What are okay. you doing?
2: Um, I'm turning on the tap.
0: Okay. It's a public or, restroom.
2: Oh, public restroom. Yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm I'm just I'm I'm making sure there's no excretes around the edge and then I'm pulling my pants up and then walking to somewhere where there is one. But I'm just careful with my steps. <laughs> and making sure it's not runny, you know? If it's the saw sol- if it's solid poop, then I can just like I can makeshift it until I get to a spot where I can <laughs> you know
0: (laughs) you going into the girls restroom because there's none in the boys restroom I was at this is my first mistake I was at an Applebee's and you know, mm-hmm. when you walk into the restrooms, you normally walk in and to the left is normally the girls. So I had to go to the bathroom. I walked in. I go to the left. This was probably 10 years ago. I went to the bathroom. I got done going to the bathroom and I look up and some dude walks in and I was like, oh my God. And I leave. And then I sit down. And I was like, holy shit. I was the one that was in the mess. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Cause I was like, be like that why did that dude come in here? Whatever. It totally didn't even hit me till I sat down and I looked up. I was like, "Oh shit!" I, <laughs> I went in the men's restaurant. It is what it is. All right, next question. Something that you're scared of. Mediocrity. See, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like change this wording a little bit. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Most embarrassing thing that's happened.
2: Most embarrassing thing that's happened to me probably like years ago getting cheated on probably
0: oh
3: most embarrassing thing yeah but I mean it's pretty, I mean it's in, as, a, as, a, as a basket it's embarrassing I mean
2: it's, it's embarrassing
3: it is sure, embarrassing you know, yeah. true story true yeah.
2: story
0: true okay story. something you would never eat
2: something I would never eat
0: never
3: eat ass <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna end it
0: on that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's stopping that one. <laughs> God, I love this so much. All right, look, we've had so much fun with Dax. Go listen to his music. Go follow him on all his socials. He's now part of the Savage fam. We appreciate him so much. Thank you so much for being on with us today.
2: Thank you. That was amazing.
0: And we're out.
1: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. them. Um hey there it's ryan seacrest for safeway head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points shop for products from Olay, always gillette vicks and crest plus check out new items like mr clean magic eraser ultra thick multi-surface cleaner no more sponges or other cleaning products needed and head and shoulders Bare soothing hydration shampoo a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients offer expires march 26 restrictions apply promotions may vary visit safeway.com for 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 more details.